Welcome to Vibe Talk Music. I'm your host, Vibe Queen. In this season, we will get vulnerable with a variety of guests discussing their journey to self-awareness and how we can level up the collective consciousness in the music industry. So let's vibe and talk music. This episode is brought to you by Artist Collective, guiding artists and entrepreneurs through the music industry. Learn more and join for free today at artistcollect.com and get back to the music. All right, so welcome to Vibe Talk Music. Welcome, Kay. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, you. So before we dive into our conversation, I just want to let everybody know a little bit about you. So I know you're an artist, you're a singer-songwriter, you're a yeah. songwriting coach, um, you use the law of attraction. So I'm super excited to get to know you um, and just dive into how you use the law of attraction, how that came about. You're also an author, which is incredible. You're the author of... Um, your path to songwriting success, seven steps to becoming a confident songwriter. Incredible. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you came to be a artist, a coach, and an author? Sure. Let's see, where do I start? I'm gonna start from junior high. So in junior high, I used to battle rap my cousin. Um, he used to rap, you know, off the top of his head but I had to sit and write all my rhymes. He was about 15 and I, I was probably like 11 or something like that. And so that's where I got my start with writing songs. It was just for fun. And I would say maybe in college is where I picked it up a little bit again. I did a performance, I wrote a soca song and did a performance in college at a Caribbean show. And it was, once again, it was just for fun. And then I, you know, I left it alone. I did a couple of performances for um, some charity work at my corporate job. And I realized that I, I kind of liked the stage. So years went by, still didn't do anything. And then what happens was I wrote a love song for my husband. And that was my first time in the studio. And I realized, oh my God, I love the studio. And after that, music started coming to me in my dreams. Wow. I started dreaming melodies. And one of the melodies, I said, you know what, let me just see if I can make a song out of this. And I wrote my first song that was produced in the studio. It was a soca calypso song called What You Come Out For. And it was based on a melody I heard. Um, the melody was like the chorus and I built the song around it. I entered a competition on um, one of the New York radio stations called Pump It or Dump It. It was a Caribbean show. And I actually won the competition. Wow, that's amazing. It, it, was, it was crazy. It was just for fun. It was like, let me see what happens if I do this, you know, whatever. And then when I won, I was like, wait a minute. I think I have something here. And that's when I decided to actually pursue songwriting. I read up on it, read a bunch of books, watched a bunch of videos, wrote a bunch of songs, and the melodies just kept coming to me in my dreams. Even today, I just hear snippets of songs and it wakes me up sometimes. And you know, it's awesome when I hear it, but it can get a little annoying when it is <laughs> up in the middle of the night and I'm tired. Uh -huh. But um, you know, my phone is always handy and I record all my melodies. I have like hundreds of melodies that need like songs to go along with them. That's incredible. Um, yes. And so 
I worked in corporate America for a long time. And just two years ago was when I decided to leave and follow my heart. Um, it just got absurd. The work that I was doing, the, the promotions and all that stuff, it just made no sense to me in my heart. And so I had to make the tough decision to leave. And so I left knowing that I was gonna pursue my final item. And I got a part-time job to help pay the bills in the meantime. I still have that job. I'm still on my path. And um, that's pretty much where I am right now. After I left my job, um, I wrote my book. Everything just happens just so perfectly. I, I can't even begin to describe. And um, the book is pretty much everything I learned as far as songwriting and the law of attraction for the past 10 years. I put that all in the book. Mm -hmm. And um, you know that that's pretty much where the coaching came from as well. I coach people based on a process I developed and it's in my book. And um, I'm continuing to write my own songs. I haven't written for anyone else yet, but I'm that's one of my goals. And currently I'm just writing for myself. I put out my last single in May mm -hmm. and I have another one coming out on the 24th of July. So oh, it's wow. really exciting, really exciting time. Wow. And that's about it. That's where that's I am awesome. now. Congratulations. Thank that's you. Incredible. Thank you. I think that's really cool and very unique because most artists, including myself, um, mm -hmm you know, typically have been singing or rapping or doing it their entire life. So I think it's really cool that this is a passion you've developed, you know, since junior high. Um, so I think that's really neat and incredible that you're pursuing it and that you were able to walk away from corporate America and follow your heart. So yeah. congratulations and kudos you to you for, so for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about for sure is the law of attraction, you know, and something that uh, triggered me to kind of go on this path uh, was a book, The Secret. So can you share with us, you know, what it was for you that kind of clicked and was an aha moment to, to kind of glue together songwriting and the law of attraction? Definitely. Um, well, I also started with the book, The Secret. I think a lot of people who are into the law of attraction probably started with that book or that you know movie on Netflix because it was a, a basic breakdown of how it works, how the universe works. And um, it doesn't go very deep, but it was definitely a great start. And I always knew that there was some something going on, some kind of rules to this game of life. Um, and the funny thing is I've always prayed to know what this was all about. Growing up and in college, I remember seeing patterns and thinking that I'm psychic because I could predict things based on how I felt and how I thought a day would go based on how I felt in the morning. And I had no idea that I had the control of my vibration. I just knew that something was happening that I could predict. And, you know, after I discovered the secret, I read up on it. I saw Oprah had people on her show and I came across, I still felt like something was missing. <laughs> I, I'm always thinking and I am always analyzing things. 
And what I did was I went on YouTube and I looked for the secret behind the secret. That's what I typed. Secret behind the secret. I love that. That's what I typed in. And I came across a teacher named um, Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you know her. Yes. So it's Esther Hicks channeling Abraham. And, you know, at first it was really weird to me. I almost just turned it off because that's just me. When I, when something scares me a little bit, I just tend to say, not yet. I'm not ready for that. Um, that feeling also came up with another spiritual teacher that I do follow, um, Bashar. I don't know if you ever heard of Bashar. That was another person who's channeling and he happened to channel an alien being or something like that. And I turned that off right away. But <laughs> something still drew me back to Bashar because the message was the same. Right. So um, Abraham Hicks is my the go-to person for all of my issues or understanding the law of attraction. And um, all of the spiritual teachers that I follow, they're all basically saying the same thing that Abraham is saying. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, you know, that I listen to Abraham every day. I might be an Abraham Abraham addict, if that's a such thing. <laughs> but yeah, that that's law of attraction. Wow. So I know um, something that you mentioned was that uh, self-awareness to you was being true to yourself right? And living in your truth. As an artist and as a person, do you feel that you've always been able to do so? Or was that a journey for you or a process? That was definitely a journey and a process. And it continues to be a journey and a process. I don't think I, I'll ever be complete with um, understanding exactly who I am because I'm always changing, always learning something new. Um, it took for the past 10 years, I don't say eight years, eight years, I went through a lot of struggle with every aspect of my life. Um, from health, physical health, mental health and depression, um, relationships, being in a job that I hated, um, commuting in New York City, in a crazy environment that just it just was not for me and just still pushing myself and pushing myself to, to try to make everything work. Um, I definitely didn't know who I was or what was going on. And through all those struggles and through learning about the law of attraction and learning about my worth and my power, I was able to learn more about who I am and what I want and what is true for me, what feels right to me. And by knowing who I am and being self-aware, I'm able to design the life that I want to live. So right now, um, you know, since leaving my job and, and having a part-time job and doing the coaching and the songwriting and all that stuff, it's all by design. Um, and people looking on the outside might think it's luck but I don't believe in luck. I know the energy that I put out. I know the desires I have. I know that I am worthy of everything I want. Everyone is worthy of what they want. And it's important to know that. Um, just in general, I feel like, I feel like I know 
who I am up to this point mm-hmm. and I'm able to pursue what I want and be proud of who I am and the, the decisions I make and also be an example to others so that they can know their worth as well and pursue their own passions because if everyone was doing what they wanted to do, the world would be a much better place. Absolutely. There, there would be no lack of things going on. Someone's gonna love to be a chef. Someone's gonna love to clean. Right. Someone's gonna love to do music and someone's gonna love to do technolo- you know, technological things. Right. And um, I think if we all find a way to pursue our own passions, it'll definitely make the world a better place. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, Has the definition of spirituality changed for you over time or has it always been the same? It's changed for me over time. I think initially I thought spirituality was, um, I thought it was not being tied to a religion. That's all I thought it was. I was like, okay, well, I'm spiritual. You know, I'm not tied to a religion, but it's it's definitely more than that. It's recognizing that you are a unique soul, recognizing your connection to God, source, universal energy, and um, your communication with that energy. Spirituality is is very broad, and it's also very unique to each individual. That's what I've figured out for myself. Now, a concept that was pretty new to me um, and has dramatically changed my life, like drastically, is feminine and masculine energy. So it's something that I I talk about now almost on on every episode. So I'm curious to know how you were introduced to it and, and how it has affected your life, especially in relationships with your clients um, dealing with people, all of that. And it's interesting because when I did a podcast episode on it, you know, I got a little bit of uh, negativity, not too much, but a little bit because some yeah. people confuse it with with gender, even though it isn't necessarily gender related because everybody has masculine and feminine yeah. energy, no matter what your sexual orientation is, whatever, you know, no matter what you identify with. Right. So I'm curious to know how you were introduced to it and how it has changed uh, or improved your life and relationships? Okay, well, I've more recently been introduced to it. So um, I don't really see the effects right now as far as clients, but I am understanding it more for myself. I am aware that there is both masculine and feminine energy in me. And I need to personally find a balance between the two. Um, I know feminine energy, correct me if I'm wrong, is more nurturing, more creative. And the masculine energy is more, you know, that go get it energy. And for me, I believe I have been out of balance for a long time with the go for it type of energy. And um, it's, I think it's affected my personal relationships because, um, Hmm, I don't even know if I want to go there. It has affected my marriage, I would say. Um, And I'm not going to go too much into that, but I do want to find more of a balance because I don't want to be that dominant masculine energy in our union. 
So that's how it's affected me. And it's pretty new to me. The whole concept is very new to me, but I do understand it for the most part. And I do see the importance of having a balance. Absolutely. I mean, I'll be completely candid. Um, you know, I was in a relationship for 11 years and, you know, doing a lot of self-reflection, uh, it's very easy to point the finger and blame. Um, and not until recently have I been able to literally pinpoint where things went wrong in my marriage. And of course it takes two, but one of the things for me that I recognized was that the moment I lost respect for my partner, things went downhill. And one of the things, you know, when it comes to men and women, mm -hmm. for men, men need women to respect them. And yeah. the moment that that is lost, things will go downhill. Right. That's what I've what I've learned. So when it comes to the masculine and feminine energy, you know, that's something that I've recognized. And once that is lost, it's kind of like a downhill battle. But yeah. back then I was very unaware, unconscious, and, and I didn't recognize that. And then your actions, it just keep it's like a downward spiral. So yeah. I just kept leading with my masculine energy, not recognizing that I was doing that. And it just kept it just it just kept oh, becoming like a like a tug of war of power. And it's really interesting. I read this book. I forget the name of it right now, but this is this is a this was a shocker for me. Okay, you ready for this one? Sure. This may literally save some marriages out there. Okay. You ready? I'm listening. You ready? Okay, because this was like a big one for me. So, okay, let me find my words. It's not that. It's not so much that women don't want to not have men lead it's that they're afraid of their partner leading so it's almost like they have to be able to trust their partner to lead if that makes sense so if they're able to trust their partner to lead they can fall back and lead with their feminine energy right. but because we've unfortunately are in a society where there's that lack of trust mm -hmm. and you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, promotion of strong, independent woman. And that's kind of the culture I grew up in as well, that that's promoted, that it creates that kind of like lack of trust. And you're, there's like this power struggle. Yeah. And what I was reading in this book is that it's actually unhealthy to have two leaders. It can work for a little while, but eventually somebody has to take charge in a relationship. What book is that? Um, I'm going to, I'll find it for you and I'll send it. I yeah, can't think please. of the title right now, but it was, it was really interesting because at first I definitely became triggered. Like, wait a minute. No, I want to be in charge. Right. right. There's <laughs> that feeling of like, I can be in charge, but it's really, it's actually a sign of, of power as a woman. If you can just trust your partner to take charge and trust them to make the right decisions and not have to micromanage. So that, if you can just trust that they can take charge and just sit in that feminine energy, you'll be okay. But it's that micromanage, then your partner will also second guess themselves and that's where conflict arises. And it happens in the little things mm -hmm. and that's what accumulates and that's what causes friction. So interesting, oh my goodness. Exactly, so it's that lack of trust mm -hmm. um, in the little things and that's what yeah. So I, I, when I read that, I was like, whoa, that's yeah, huge. That, that is huge. That yeah. Is huge. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that was a, a real light bulb for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, masculine and feminine energy. I really truly feel like that concept alone yeah. sincerely should be taught in schools because not, not only just in relationships, even in, in friendships and in business, just recognizing that can be so powerful. So yeah. And also, just to, to throw this out there, it 
it has affected me in physical ways as well. I, um, once again, I'm not going to go into the details about that, but I did some research. I had some physical manifestations and it turns out that it was because of my dominant masculine energy. So it affects so much in your life. It, it's something that I definitely want to um, learn more about. Absolutely. I'll definitely send the book. And for those of you listening to the podcast, you know, as we promote this episode, I will find the book and share it because it was like, whoa, pretty, pretty life changing. So I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, meditation. How, how was that introduced to your life and how has it benefit you? Um, and what is your routine like with meditation? Because I know it looks different for a lot of folks. So I'd love to hear how it has improved your life. Okay. I was first introduced to meditation after going to see a counselor at my job. I was suffering from anxiety and she tried to have me, you know, breathe and meditate and all that stuff. And every time I came back to her, she would be like, did you meditate? And I never did because it just seemed so bogus to me. It was like, in my mind, how could breathing and being still have anything to do with anything? And so I just didn't listen. For years and years, I haven't meditated until Abraham Hicks. And because I love Abraham Hicks so much, I listened and you know took the advice to meditate. And um, she has a lot of guided meditations. And that was how I was more introduced to meditation. Um, YouTube has a gazillion meditations and different types of meditations that I listen to. And what it has done for me is it definitely took away my anxiety, which was huge because just commuting to and from my job was the craziest experience for me. And it, I don't know how it was for everyone else, but for me, it was like war going on inside of me every single day. So going to work, I used to listen to different meditations and that kept me calm. And then Abraham Hicks would talk about meditating to elevate your vibration, meditating to um, clear your mind so that you can actually hear um, guidance from your inner being. And that's how I use meditation, especially now, is to clear my mind, raise my vibration. And sometimes I hear my inner being, sometimes I'm guided and get answers to questions. And sometimes it's just calming and it's a good way to start my day because um, the, it takes off the edge of everything in the day. And when I don't meditate, I feel off. It, it keeps me a little calmer, a little more clear-minded. I feel like um, I can respond better to conflict as opposed to just some automatic reaction. And um, I listen to, sometimes it's guided. I might want a particular type of guided meditation, I, I would do a YouTube search for one. Or it could be just music or it could be just 
a sound. Sometimes I just listen to the fan or the AC, anything to just clear my mind. And um, it's just been so helpful for me, even you know, health-wise. My health has improved so much. Um, everything has improved. After meditating or during a meditation, I had the inspiration to begin coaching people. And this is before I even left my job. It was just an idea that popped into my mind and my heart, and it felt like that's something that I needed to do. So I didn't pursue that right away. Sometimes it's just not the right time to pursue it, but I kept it at the back of my mind and waited for the right moment to go for it. Um, what else has meditation done for me? Just recently, I was meditating on my hammock. I try to do that every morning now, is go outside in my backyard on my hammock and meditate. And I had some business questions that were on my mind for a while. And I didn't go into the meditation with the questions in my head. I just went in to clear my mind. And during the meditation, I got an epiphany of what my next step needed to be as far as my business. And it was so clear and it was like, of course, of course. But it, it took meditation to get me to that point of clarity. So meditation is really important in my life and I definitely recommend it to everyone. I've been trying to get my husband to meditate forever and he refuses. And I know it will totally improve his life and his health, but he's not convinced. He's not convinced yet. Um, sometimes it takes something really bad to happen or you know, some, some suffering to happen before you say, you know what? Let me give meditation a shot. But you don't really have to wait till it gets that bad. I think everyone should you know, clear their mind, especially now with the craziness going on in the world. Meditation can, can clear your mind so that you can get solutions to problems instead of just getting intertwined and getting into the negative momentum of things. You have to clear your mind so that you can get clear answers from God and your inner being for solutions. It's very, very important. Yeah, I agree. Wow. Um... For those that are listening that may be like your husband, a little hesitant, right? Or not, you know, a little on defense. Um, one of the things that, that stood out that you just mentioned is that, you know, you were hesitant too for years. I you was. literally had a professional tell you, this is what you should be doing. And you didn't do it. It took mm -hmm. someone that you admired, you know, yes. um, for you to listen and to give yep. it a try. So it that just goes so to true. show, and this is why I always ask every single guest uh, to share how it has improved their life because, mm -hmm it may take you or another guest for someone to say, you know what, let me just try it. Yeah. You know, some, sometimes it may not be me or whoever that's the right messenger, or maybe yeah. it's just planting that seed. Yeah, so right. don't give up. Um, and one thing I can also say is don't, don't force and don't push. I've, I found that the more you force and push, and that goes for exercise, that goes mm -hmm. for everything, um, you, you typically get the, the reverse results. So exactly. what I found is, you know, just leading your life by example mm -hmm. and, and people seeing that you're happier, like the best compliment I can get is, wow, you seem happier. You look happier. What is your secret? Right. Yes. And then just sharing that and just leaving mm -hmm. it as that 
people will typically then then try it on their own, you know, yeah. instead of you trying to convert them or pushing mm-hmm. things on them, just live your life exactly. and living in your truth. And then if people want to adapt it, great. If they don't, great. Aren't you know, you? you just, you just keep doing you. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, don't give up on him. <laughs> he's watching, he's watching. I know he's paying attention. He'll Good. <laughs> Good. So I know you shared a couple of your favorite books. Um, mm-hmm. If you can pick one of the ones that you shared, um, which is it and why is it your favorite book? And why would you recommend uh, those that are listening to read it? And why was it such an mm-hmm. impact in your life? Okay, well, can I can I mention all the books before I say which one? Yeah, go for it. So I know I picked um, Getting in the Vortex by Abraham Hicks, by Esther Hicks. And that one is really good because it explains the law of attraction. It explains, um, it's it's, guided meditations. It's a guide for guided meditations that um, that they put out. And it explains how your energy flows and it, it helps you focus to get into the state that you want to be in and attract what you want financially, health-wise, with relationships and, and everything in between. And it's, it's not a thick book. It's not like 500 pages or anything like that. It's pretty easy to digest. And I would recommend that for anyone who's interested in the law of attraction. Um, the other book, Green Eggs and Ham, I know you asked me for just one book, but I'm sorry. <laughs> so Green Eggs and Ham was one of my first favorite books growing up. And it, it taught me to, you know, by Dr. Seuss. It taught me to um, be open-minded and to try things out to see if it's right for me instead of you know shutting it down just based on appearance. And that it actually was a huge impact. Sorry, it's my phone. Oh, sorry about that. It was a huge impact on me as a child, and. Um, it it brings up a, a memory. I'm not gonna go into the memory. I'm starting to get all emotional. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> Take your time. Take your time. So it, I'll tell you real quick what the memory was. I remember as a child in, in elementary school, in kindergarten, I remember I grew up in, I spent the first few years in school in Greenwich Village in Manhattan. And I was one of two black children in the school. And I remember in kindergarten in the yard, asking a bunch of kids if I could play with them. And they said, no, this is a white people game. And that had a huge impact on me as a child. And you know, I I sat at the side for the rest of the um, recess. But I remember this book just made me know that people need to not judge based on appearances, you know, green eggs and ham, who wants to eat that? But in the end, you know, he tried it and he liked it. So it was, it was a huge lesson for me. And um, I'm not sure if other kids took that away the way I did, but not only was it a huge lesson for me, but the rhyming in it, it, um, it was the beginning of me enjoying rhymes 
and writing my own children's poems, which led to writing the rap songs, which led to songwriting. So it was really influential in my life. And um, my favorite of them all happens to be my own book, Your Path to Songwriting Success, Seven Steps to Becoming a Confident Songwriter. And it's my favorite because it includes everything that I've learned from all the different spiritual teachers over the years. And it, it just includes, you know, the law of attraction. It includes a lot of life lessons and it includes songwriting, which is my other favorite topic. And just putting them all together makes it so beautiful to me, if I may say so myself. And I was definitely guided in writing that book. It didn't just come from my brain. It came from my guides. It came from, you know, each time I, I sit down to write that book, I would ask for guidance. And I believe I was definitely guided from different, you know, higher beings to bring a message of worthiness, to bring information on songwriting, and put it all together in a book to help people along their journey, their songwriting journey. Wow, you truly became a vessel. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna order that book. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I know your favorite quote is, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. Why is that your favorite quote? It's my favorite quote because I've been through so much. I've been through so much more emotionally and mentally. I've been through a lot of depression throughout my life. And um, that quote calmed me down a lot and it still calms me down today. And it has two meanings. Sometimes I actually meditate on it. I would breathe in, be still and know that I am God. And I would breathe out and in my mind, I would say, I am here now. So as I'm breathing in, I'm hearing God speaking to me, telling me to be still because God will handle all of my problems for me if I just let him do it. And that was calming. And then when I exhale and say, I am here now, I actually feel my physical body here now. And that was huge for me because I, I never really did that before. And I don't even know how that meditation came to me, but I was able to feel each part of my body present in this moment, blocking out the past and the future. And it, it just feels so real. It makes me feel so alive doing that meditation. But then there's a part two to that. Sometimes I do be still and know that I am God inhaling and it's not God talking to me, it's me talking to me or the God in me talking to me, telling me to be here and know that I am God. Know that I am an expression of God on this planet. And by knowing that it makes me feel powerful it makes me feel that I have a purpose and it makes me feel more alive. And in the exhale of I am here now, 
not only do I feel like I'm present, but it, it has a sense of excitement. Like, yes, I'm here now. I get to create now in this time space reality. So that quote, you know, it, it goes two ways for me and I meditate on it. And it just, it just makes me feel so good. That's powerful. I love that. Um, so let's talk about you as an artist. Mm -hmm. What are your goals as an artist? Do you see yourself, um, you know, I know you mentioned you want to write for other people. Do mm -hmm. you see yourself just wearing multiple hats as an author, as a songwriter, or would you want to also still be a rapper or have you, you know, thought about what that looks like or are you just kind of going with the flow? Just curious to, to know what your vision is for yourself as a performer. Yeah, well, for now, I know initially I just wanted to do songwriting. I didn't want to perform or anything like that. I never felt like my voice was strong enough. I never felt like I could um, sing the songs that, that I would be dreaming up or writing. It could never do justice to some of the songs. So that's why songwriting was something that I was pursuing. Um, I've been learning more recently to embrace the voice that God gave me. Um, I don't have to sing all of the songs that I wrote. Of course, I do want to write for other people to um, express the songs in the way that I think would work for the songs. But I am also giving my own self, my own voice, a chance. And it's softer. So I sing a lot of soft songs. And um, I actually enjoy singing. It's something that I do enjoy doing. And I'm learning to embrace the voice that I have. I do plan on developing it more. Um, I love writing and I would love to write for some, um, you know, big artists one day. I, I wouldn't mind writing for small artists as well, but so far I've only pursued my own writing. So in the future, I do see myself wearing a few hats as a, you know, a singer, songwriter, um, I want to perform my own songs. I've been doing some open mics towards the end of last year, you know, getting the, the courage to, to let people hear my voice. So, um, yeah, so singing, writing songs for myself and others, and coaching. I think it's really important to help guide people to be the best songwriter that they can be on their own unique path. And um, I'm also, you know, being an example just in general for other people, at least that's, that's what I hope I'm doing is being a, a good example for people to follow and know what's possible in their lives. So that, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Singer, songwriter, author, coach. Love it. What advice would you give to those listening that are aspiring songwriters or already songwriters? What would you say is the one thing, if you had to give advice, they should do or follow right now? Mm -hmm. The one thing that I would say to everyone is that you are worthy of everything that you desire, no matter how crazy it might sound to other people, how far-fetched it might sound you are worthy of whatever you desire. Um, I had an experience, um, I think I was in my early 20s maybe, where I woke up one morning and 
I just had a knowing. It felt like a download of information. That's the only description I could, you know, have for it. And I felt like I was loved unconditionally by God. I felt like life was a game in a sense. Um, there, there's something to it that I still don't know. And I guess I'll only know when I, when I die, but it's, I'm not supposed to be taking anything at all seriously while I'm here. And even if it seems serious, I'm not supposed to take it seriously. At least that's the message I received. And God loves me unconditionally. No matter what I do, I am understood. And God knows why I do what I do and what triggers it and the experiences I had and why I'm the way I am. And no matter what I do, God unconditionally loves me. And I felt it and it was so overwhelming and beautiful that I can't, I can't even put it into words how, how loved I felt. And I also felt like life was temporary. You know, we're just here for a short while. And um, I got the message to, it was very playful. It was like, now go get them, tiger. And I also had the feeling that it wasn't just for me. I felt like that message was for everyone on the planet. Everyone is that worthy and everyone is unconditionally loved and everyone's supposed to enjoy their journey and get what they want. And um, that's the, the advice I would give is to know that you're loved and know that you're worthy of whatever you want and to go get them, tiger. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Um, so yeah, I wanna thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, I always close out the show. Absolutely, I always close out the show with asking um, my guests with any last words of wisdom, but I feel like you just did go get him, Tiger. I think that that was pretty much pretty much it. But do you have any last parting words of wisdom, or do you have any um, words of wisdom that you share, perhaps with your coaching clients? Um, let me see. I think that was the main thing. Is to there is one. There's one more. Not to care what people think about you, not to care about um, their opinions about your decisions or their opinions about your music. Um, not to say don't take any advice. You know, some people are coming from a good place and they know a lot about something. And yeah, you do need to listen to some advice. But there are people who have negative advice, they have negative intentions. And you have to find a way to not care about that. You have to not care. I mean, it's something that I still struggle with and I know what I need to do. Um, there were times where I put something out and everyone could love it except one person. And that one person would make me feel horrible for like two days. And that's bananas. That's crazy. We have to find a way to not be affected by people's opinions because we have our art for a reason. It's unique because it's coming through our unique souls, our unique spirits, our unique perspectives and experiences. And it is, it's valid 
and it's all good. And um, you just need to be proud of whatever you put out there because it's gonna it's gonna help somebody somewhere, even if it's just helping you. You know, your music is is beautiful. Wow, very well said, and I agree. Thank you so much, Kay. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you, getting to know your journey, um, and just everything that you've shared. So much wisdom and so much value. Um, can you tell everybody how they can best support you, where they can follow you, where they can purchase your book, how they can hire you, what you've got going on, all that good stuff? Oh, wow. Okay. So definitely check out my website, www.kaylamour.com. That's K-A-Y-L-A-M-O-U-R.com. You can follow me on Instagram at miss, that's M-S dot underscore K-A-Y underscore L-A-M-O-U-R. That's on Instagram. You can also follow me at Kayla Moore, Miss Kayla Moore on Facebook. Um, my book is on Amazon.com, Your Path to Songwriting Success, Seven Steps to Becoming a Confident Songwriter. And if you would like me to coach you, Definitely just send me a private message. You can message me through my website or Instagram or Facebook. I'll I'll be there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kay. Um, I know we're definitely gonna stay in touch. Um, yeah, I just wanna thank you again. And uh, yeah, I think you're incredible. I think you have a very bright future ahead of you. And you. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. So thank you again. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Take care. All right, take care. All right. Bye. thank you so much for listening to stay in touch please subscribe to my newsletter over at vibequeenmusic.com to stay up to date with my music guided meditations which i do on instagram live monday through friday 3 p.m central time the blog and of course this podcast vibe talk music till next time and remember self-awareness is the gateway to inner peace